Blog Talk Radio. Blessings, 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 and a gracious good evening, good morning, good night, wherever you are at this current time, whatever time zone you are in, wishing you an incredible day, an incredible morning, an incredible evening, loving you. It's the love of Christ. Hallelujah. Hello. Welcome to the It's Real Radio talk show. My name is Elder Coilette James, and I am so grateful and so thankful that God has saw fit to allow all of us to see another day. We give you praise, Lord God, because truly you are good, good, good to us. You didn't have to do it, but you did. But you did. And we love you for it. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you so very, very much. I'm excited. Today. I am so excited because I feel um, that we are embarking on a new season. We're in the fall, in the autumn, and it's a new day. It's a new season, and I'm so grateful to God that he's allowing us to partake of it. I want to give my awesome and gorgeous and intelligent and phenomenal co-host, Ms. Tanya Roberts, an opportunity to greet you, and then we're going to move on in what God has for us. Hey, sis, how are you today? Oh, man, sis, elder, friend, gracious, supporter of mine. I love you so much. Everything is awesome. It's a beautiful, cool day, beginning in autumn. I'm just mixing up some homemade beef barley soup, and I'm feeling good right. about today and good about the show and what we have to offer the audience today. I love you. Thank you for your gracious, gracious presentation. Amen. Amen. God is an awesome, awesome God. He is incredible with wonders to behold. I really, really believe that, Tanya. I um. I find myself today in a place of rejoicing, rejoicing because of the love of God for us, the love that he has shown forth toward us, and just being so gracious. And you know what? We do this quite often, and I think it's because we know the flip side. We know the times when you don't wake up in the morning and thank God for the chance to be alive. There are times when you wake up in the morning and all you want to do is go back to sleep. But when you can have one of those days, one of those incredible days that you can give God praise and glory and honor for allowing you another chance to live. It's just, you know, it's overwhelming to me, basically because there is so many days and so much that goes on in the course of the day where people don't even get a chance to experience life. They go through it, and and it's just a place of existence. It's not a place of living. It's not a place of being able to give credence unto God. It's not a place of being happy that God is in their lives. And so I'm so grateful. I really, really am. I have walked through some dark times over the past few weeks within my own self and just some of the things that I've experienced and the the upswings and the emotional upheavals that I've experienced in my life recently has just, you know, caused me 
to go into some places even with inside myself where I find myself weepy. I find myself um, at, at just in, in a place of, you know, I just want to go to sleep, I, you know. And they say that that is signs of depression where, you know, you just don't want to get out of bed. You just want to sleep and stuff. But I thank God that he only allowed me to walk through processing my grief and my sorrow for others and for different things that I've had to walk in. He allowed me to process it but not stay there. You know, he gave me the wherewith to rise up in him and to know that, you know what, as the song says, everything is going to be all right. So I'm grateful today, girl. I'm grateful. I really Amen. am. Amen. Amen. You know what, sis? I'm going through some stuff on my job. I have a supervisor, young, coming after me. And the Lord already let me know, you fought better demons than this. And, you know, it's uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. But I thank God because now I'm starting to learn how to praise him that I'm going through. Mm-hmm. I'm not telling you that it's easy. Mm-hmm. I'm not telling you guys that. I've been here so many times before. I, I, I cried the first day, half of the day. And then I start beginning to praise him for the rest of the day because I know that I'm on track where God wants me to be. Because the enemy is on the yes. track. Before I used to say, why, Lord, why you did this to me? Now I'm going, hallelujah. And thank you, Jesus. Tell me the strategy how to fight this devil because I'm tired of dealing with it. And it's a humbling process, and I'm older. And it I'm not, he's saying, humble yourself. Go under. Go low. Yes. Go do this. And I'm going, Daddy, he did this to me. Love him. Appreciate him. Understand him. I'm going, you know, I don't think I told you the story right, Daddy, what he did to me. <laughs> like, I don't think you heard me, right? Thank God for it. <laughs> right. Right. I'm like, oh, get him. Yes. Blow him up. Do things to him. <laughs> Why are you telling me to change? Okay. I don't need to change. He needs to change. Mm. What's wrong with him? Mm. And God is saying, what's wrong with you? And then he said the word mm. to me, sir. And he said to me, if I want to bless you for much, with much, I have to trust you. And in the midst of it all, when you mm-hmm. when I put you in position, you can't take your position and use it how he's using it. To hurt people mm-hmm. or to because you don't like them. I've done that before. He put me in position, I was like, Oh, you wanna mess with me? The little power I have, mm-hmm. I'm gonna show you what I got. And then he showed mm-hmm. me where I was. Now I have to pray about the same situation that I'm in. And something tells me mm-hmm. that has something to do with the topic you're getting ready to speak about today. Amen. Girl, amen. You know what? Here's the deal. And and I thank God because, you know what, God is so gracious. And he orchestrates and he ordains things as he would have them to go. And one of the things that you and I are so comfortable with when we do this show is giving the Holy Spirit preeminence, is allowing him to lead God and direct how we conduct the show. And that's just what God has done in these first few minutes of the show today. He has just allowed us to bridge a path to our subject matter. That subject matter is path to purpose, discovering who you are and why you are here, path to purpose. The things that we have just shared with you uh, are part of our journey. It is part of our path to get to the purpose that God has for us in this season. Purpose is constantly evolving. I'm finding that out. The older I get, the more I recognize that my purpose has not been realized yet. He will use me in specific situations and then pluck me out of that and put me in another one. So then I have purpose in that one. And when that assignment is where God would have it to be, then he'll pluck me from that and he'll put me in another assignment. But it is all a a journey, and it is all the process of the path to purpose. We get so caught up. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Mm. We get so caught up as human beings about, you know, I don't know what my purpose is, and I don't know why I'm here, and I don't feel like I have a purpose. And the reason we get caught up in those scenarios is because we really have not fully yielded ourselves to God and allowed him to be God in our lives, allowed him to have the preeminence that he so rightly deserves in our day-to-day life. 
Can and I be offensive? Then we go, we, we, give me one second. Let me just finish this one sentence. Because of that, we lose our footing and we get off track in our path to purpose. Go ahead, sis. Amen. I want to say amen to that. Please forgive me because I want everybody to know that sometimes when you're on the line, it has a delay. So I'm not trying to cut my sister in Christ, my elder, my everything to me off. But I want to say this. You know, sometimes we get stuck in the everyday mundane. We want God to move how we want him to move because we have a vision and it's our vision. But we don't never ask God sometimes what's his vision for our lives. So sometimes we go ahead of the plan because we want it our way. And I'm not saying that anything's wrong, but what you forgot in the whole purpose of your vision was God. Without Mm -hmm. him, you cannot do anything. I'm telling you right now, there's so Mm -hmm. many things that can Mm -hmm. go wrong. There's so many things. Trust me right now. I'm fighting up against many different demonic spirits on my job right now for whatever reason. And you know what? I was talking to uh, one of my supervisors and I stopped them in my sentence and I had to say, Oh Lord, when I was in position, when you gave me great position, people that came up against me, I used to say, you think the little power I have, I'm getting ready to use it against you. Maybe God mm-hmm. is teaching me how it felt. So now Lord, why mm-hmm. would I think you would let me get away with anything? Forgive me in the name of mm-hmm. Jesus. Because you can really elevate me again. But what you teach me is, that's not right. If I can't trust you with a little, mm-hmm. then I can't trust you with much. And that's where mm-hmm. I wanted to, to say it. it. says, go ahead with what you were talk about. No, that's real. That's real. But you know what? You had to walk through those different stages. You had to go through where you tried to use the power that you had against somebody. You had to walk through the anger and the I'm going to get you, like like the movie, I'm going to get you, sucker. You had to go through that, you know, because it was all in preparing you, shaping you, molding you. We have to learn what not to do just as importantly as we learn what to do. Because God can't trust you until he works some of that stuff out of you, until you can, can look back and say, you know what, that wasn't right. Until Amen. Until you can get Amen. to that place, he can't trust you. Amen. It's real. It's real. So it's all part of the path to purpose. Another big part of that, that, that trek or that that path, and and I am I'm I'm passionate about this thing right about here now because you know God will periodically drop an assignment in my in my life, and and He'll wrap everything that I'm doing and I'm walking through around that one assignment, and that's where I feel like I am with this path path to purpose. Um, I create had some graphics created for myself that says it is time to walk in purpose on purpose. I mean that. It is time to walk in your purpose on purpose. That means you are deliberately going to put your mind, your body, and your soul in line with the purpose that God has created you for in this season. I'm saying that for a reason when I say in this season, because like I said a few minutes ago, I'm learning that my purpose is evolving just as my life continues. You know, I have purpose in one person's life to be one thing. I have purpose in another person's life to be something else. My purpose changes from assignment to assignment. I'm learning that. I never knew that. I never embraced that before. And so I want to share that with uh, with our listeners because I know that there's many of you that probably, as I said, you're sitting there and you're going, I don't have purpose. I don't know why I'm here. I don't that 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 you get onto that negative rant and it's wah 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 woe is me. That's where what that is literally what it evolves in. Instead of stopping, step back and say, Okay, God. Now I know <laughs> I didn't get to this some places I get to because I put myself in that situation. But other places I know I did I did not choose this, okay? I did not ask for this. I don't even really want to be in this. So why am I here? Why am I here? And I find that if you step back and you ask the right questions, 
There was a movie. God, you are good. There was a movie. Will Smith was in this movie. I just saw it again a couple of weeks ago. It's an old movie. It's called I, Robot. And in this movie, he is a homicide detective, but in the future when there's robots everywhere. And he could not stand the robots. And somebody had done, um, a doctor had done surgery on his arm because he had been in a traumatic accident, which is why he didn't like the robot. Anyway, long story short, the man um, they perceived had committed suicide, but the man requested Will Smith's character to come and investigate. Even in his death, he had already did a hologram to request Will Smith's character to come and to do the investigation. And I remember Will Smith standing there, and he's talking to this hologram because the man is already dead, right? And he's asking the man questions, and the man says to him, I am limited in my um, ability to process answers. You must ask the right questions. And then so Will Smith would change and ask a different question, and the, the man's hologram would say, now that is the correct, answer, correct, correct question. And then he would disappear, <laughs> okay? So it wasn't like he would answer the question. He would just try to get Will Smith's character to get to the place where they, he asked the correct question. I think that so many times we ask the wrong questions. We even ask the wrong questions of God. Now, sometimes God, in, in his loving, fatherly way, will give us an answer, but there are other times when he'll say to you lovingly, kind of like that hologram, that's not the correct question. And then when you ask the correct question, then he will acknowledge and allow you to do some internal searching with inside yourself to figure out the correct answer. So we got to get to the place where we start asking the correct question. Okay, we got to get to a place where when we go ahead, sis. What? No, 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 no. I wasn't trying to cut you off. I was just saying I agree. Because the Bible says in the word of God that we'll not come back void. I will not hold no good thing from you. He that will that's ask. Right. So what I'm saying that's is right. that's all what you're saying right now. You got to know that right questions to ask God. You can be asked mm-hmm. for a lot of money, but where's your heart at? Mm-hmm. Do you desire because you want a lot of money? Because do you want to give? You want to bless? Mm. Or you just want to hoard and hold on? So I, all I was, was doing was agreeing with you because what we need to know is God said, I will not withhold no good things from you of he that asks. So now right. I say, Lord, give me a pure heart so I can follow right. you. Give me a mind to think on things. Don't let me hoard time, possessions, or things. Mm. 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 Please, Lord. I didn't realize until I downsized. Now he's telling me, you got to give out some more stuff. I said, some more? And then I find myself going, no, not not this. No, no, Lord, not this. No, no, Lord, not this. And he's saying, are you hoarding? When I'm telling you to let go so I can bless you with greater things? So that's all I was saying. I didn't mean to cut you off. But I have to tell everybody, don't store your house on things that are treasures of this world, but things that are eternal. He said in his word, and he's bringing it back to me over and over again, I will not withhold anything from thee that he asks of me in good rapport, of good nature, of good whatever. So if you're asking him something, he don't bring it to pass. What's really... (laughs) the reason why you're asking. I wasn't trying to cut you off, but thank you for that stand. Thank you for that platform to allow me to get that out. No problem. No problem. When you were talking, what dropped in my spirit was, okay, so the first part is I will withhold no good thing from you for them that walk upright and them that love me, for them that love me and walk upright, okay? The next thing is, is you have not because you ask not. And when you ask, you ask amiss, which goes back to you ask the wrong question. You have the wrong motive in mind when you ask the question, okay? Do you know that the word says that manipulation is as of the sin of witchcraft? 
That's the word. It's in Numbers. I don't remember exactly which verse and chapter, but it's in Numbers. And it says that manipulation is as the sin of witchcraft. And do you not realize that we try to manipulate God? (laughs) Think about that. Think about that. We try to manipulate his actions. I've done it. I'm going to be honest about it. Well, okay, Lord, so, you know, I okay, so if I go this way and I do it this way, you know, then that means you'll do this, that, and the other, right? <laughs> you know, right? And that's like, and he's like, well, are you negotiating with me? What, are you trying to manipulate me to move the way you want me to move? Really? And we do it to others, especially, Lord, help. Especially we as married couples. We know just the right button to push. We know just the right place to stroke. We know just what to do to get what we want. And it becomes manipulation. We got to stop. We got to recognize, no, God, I, I don't want to manipulate you into doing something. I apologize and I repent. I do both. I apologize. I'm sorry, Lord. But I repent. I don't want to turn back and do that ever again. I want to turn from that wicked way, okay, and walk in what you've called me to. Walk in what you created me for. That's what I mean when I say that you're going to walk in your purpose on purpose. See, there is... We talked about this many times, and we're going to keep drilling it in because, see, we're in November. This is 2019. This is November 3rd, and I know it's going to, the show is going to be syndicated, but after recording of this show, it is November 3rd, 2019, okay? We have got less than two months to go in this year. And I know everybody started off 2019 when I'm going to do this, 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 and this, as we do every year. And this year is going to be phenomenal. And this year I'm going to accomplish this. And this year God's going to do this. And yada, 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 yada. And what have you done in the span of this year to get to the place where God can do what he promised you he wanted to do? Have you put yourself in position to receive the promises of God? Have you emptied yourself out so that God can fill you anew? Have you taken time to allow him to create in you a clean heart and renew a right spirit within you? The word says that they don't put new wine, fresh wine in old wine scales. If your mind is still in that old stinking thinking, then how are you expecting to get new in, witty ideas, new inventions, new levels of understanding if you're not willing to change where you're at, where your mind is at, how you perceive things, what you do. The, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and over again, expecting different results. If you're doing the same thing, you're going to get the same result. It's time to rise up. It's time to get up, rise up, and embrace who God created you to be. Stop trying to be what society says for you to be. Stop trying to be what your mama and your daddy told you you needed to grow up and be. Now, I I know a lot of people had great mothers and fathers, and they instilled some great values in you. I got that. But they may have been in the medical profession, and so they have conditioned your mind that you've got to be in the medical profession as well. And all you want to do is go sing a song. All you want to do is go draw a picture. But they keep forcing you or trying to force you to fit in this mold of what they want you to be. How many times have especially young males grown up and their fathers have lived their lives precariously through them and you got to be a star athlete and the women, you know, you got to be a beauty pageant winner and all these different things that we put on our children. Should we encourage our children to be the very best they can be? Absolutely. But their very best may not be what you think is their best. 
What you want to do I is agree. encourage your children on their path to their purpose is to be the very best person that God created them to be. Amen. To fulfill what Amen. God placed in them. Amen. It's vital. Amen. It's vital. Amen. Amen. It's vital. I want to say, sis, just to, inter- just to intervene in that, what you're saying. I'm starting to learn now. I had three beautiful daughters and a son. But sometimes we want their vision to be ours because of our shortcomings, mm-hmm. our failures. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean any harm, but we don't really care what they think because we think because they're young like we were, that they can't think up their mm-hmm. own mind, have their own vision and their own dreams like we did. So we feel like we need to tell them. And they're not moving fast yep. enough strong enough or courageous enough. And we weren't at that age. I'm guilty, guilty of the same heinous crime. And what you're saying about manipulation, that's even more powerful than that. Because what you were talking about manipulation is we can start in 1 Thessalonians, Acts 20 and 30, Proverbs 21 and 6, 2 Corinthians 11 and 14. It speaks about those things. I didn't realize, you guys, I was using it. Not only that, against my kids, against my job, against whatever God put me in. I didn't even realize Mm -hmm. I was so good at what I was doing, and I was. If you don't do this, Mm -hmm. this. If you do this, this. You tell your kids, if you do this, I'm going to give you this. You clean up your room, I'll give you $15. What you don't know is that's manipulation. As a parent, Mm -hmm. you clean up that room. Because that's where you have, where you share your space, you're going to have to find another space. That's not manipulation. Clean up your room, I'll give you $10. I'll give you $15. That's the manipulation. Mm-hmm. If you do good on your grades, I'll give you a $300. That's manipulation. And, you know, manipulation is such a thin line between you believing what you're telling them is good opposed to what you're telling me is bad. Hmm. And all I'm saying is, um, I agree with you, sis, on every corner, on every hand. I ask God every day now, allow my latter days in the name of Jesus to be greater, hallelujah, than my first. I don't want to squander any more time. I don't want to take what you've given me, whether it's five talents, three talents, or one, and waste it. Show me the purpose that you sent me on this earth to do. Allow me to reach beyond Mm -hmm. my capacity of what I see. Allow me to touch Mm -hmm. others. I'm not perfect, you guys. Oh, my God, I made so many mistakes. I'm on my job right now fighting with a boss that's 20, 30 years younger than me. And I used to deal with him where he wasn't my boss, and I used to talk plenty mad yak. Now he's getting me back for all the yaks that I talk, because now he's my boss. But you know what the Lord is saying? Love, understand, be patient. I'm going, no, Lord. Come on, ain't we in battle? Don't you need to shoot him down? Don't you need to get him? Because I'm calling it out. And the Lord said, why are you calling that out? The change is in you. What about me? What do I need to learn? It's him, Lord. I get it. And God is saying, I need you to humble yourself. I need you to go under the radar. And I'm going, what? That's not fair, Daddy. I said to God, did you say vengeance is mine, said the Lord? He said, but Tanya, you still trying to show vengeance. I am? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you keep wanting things to happen to him. You won't. You keep feeling things. God, have mercy on me. Know your purpose. What is my purpose for so long? I read the book, The Purpose Driven Life. What am I supposed to be doing? If you have one talent, I don't care if it's frying chicken wings, singing, making cakes, whatever it is. God gave you a talent. He didn't leave you. Yep. <clears throat> unopened, he gave you something to prosper with. But because the devil comes to kill, steal, and destroy, and he that's what he does. 
Because you guys, ever since I said I want to stop doing this, this, and this, I made up my mind to do this, this, and this. You think the devil, the devil been busy in my home, hmm. on my job, in my finances, where I am. But finally he said, have you fought bigger demons than this? You can do better than hmm. this. You feeling down because of what? I need you to talk to me, Lord. I've already talked to you. What do you do? I need you to help me, Lord. I've already said help. What do you do? I love you guys. I'm telling you from myself. I'm weak. Thou art strong and mighty. And right now, what he's teaching me is, thou will not withhold any good thing from you. Yep, I made a lot of mistakes. But if I keep looking back and saying, I don't want to keep making mistakes, Lord, he said, then you'll never go for it. Because mistakes is a part of the position. You're going to not say things right. You're not going to not do things right. You're not going to not always perform right. But I got you. And every time the enemy comes up against me now, even on my job, you guys, God has given me a word for it. They try, but they cannot come against me. No weapon formed against thee shall prosper. In every lung shall go, lying tongues shall rise up against thee. Thou shalt condemn. Please hear me. God loves you. I know it's hard because you can't see him. But he's in you. And it's really up to you what you decide what you want to do with your life. I didn't mean to overtalk you, sis. Thank you again for this platform. Oh, no, you're good. You're good. It's really the truth. You know, God gave us the freedom of decision, the freedom of choice, you know, and what what are we doing with that freedom that he has given us? That's part of our path to our purpose. Are we choosing the right choices? You know, that is absolutely part of the path. And how often do we we fail? <laughs> to choose correctly, you know, if freedom of choice is one of the greatest gifts that God ever gave us, and at the same time, the most dangerous gift that God ever gave us, because we have a propensity as human beings in this this fleshly sinful nature that we are born with to choose wrong. But I think that's what makes that, that freedom of choice so precious because even though we have a propensity to choose wrong, our love for God and the love he has for us will steer us to choose right. And that's a beautiful thing. I don't do for my husband because I'm forced to do for my husband. I do for my husband because I want to. I don't, you know, I don't, I don't. Um, embrace certain things in my life with my children and different things because I feel forced to. I do it because it's part of what I want to do because I love them. Now, that being said, I can absolutely get to a place with husband, with children, with job, with everything around me where I feel pressure and say, you know what, I'm so sick of this, and somebody else, please step up to the plate. But all of that is encompassed in my path to purpose. What is my purpose as a wife in this season? What is my purpose as a mother in this season? What is my purpose as a, a managerial in a managerial position on my job in this season? Because seasons change, y'all. That's why I'm saying your purpose will change because seasons change. It was so weird, Tam, and I don't know if you guys experienced it up in Augusta, but Thursday here in Atlanta, we had we woke up to um, summer, midday, we had fall, and by night we were in winter, all in one day. I left for work at 71 degrees. By the time I got back to the hotel that evening, it was in the 40s, and before the night was done, it dropped to 31. 40 degrees yes. in one oh, we're day. We're there right now. Yes, we're there in Augusta one right day. now. We went from 85 degrees in daytime to 39 at nighttime to 
again, 84 in the daytime, dropping down to 32 at nighttime. I'm burning my air in the day, my heat at night. And you know what? I'm laughing because God is still in control over the throne. And you know what? He told me that even about my boss. What are you scared about? Whatever I have plans for you, whatever I have for you, he can't take that away. He can't block that. If you don't you don't have your job tomorrow, oh my God, you guys, please hear me. I'm only human. What? I got you. Because I'm taking you where I want you to be. Because you keep crying out mm-hmm. to me over and over again. I don't want things the same way. I want things to be different. I want your will for my life. And when you open up your mouth and you say that, man, mm-hmm. you guys, things change. And it doesn't change the way you want it. I don't care how many motivational speakers you you listen to. I don't care how many. They all, if they're real, they all say the same thing. God is in control. He has a purpose yeah. for your life, where you want to go. So all I'm saying is, please hear me. You think you know, I'm sitting on the, every day I go home, I do the same thing over and over again. I've done it for all several years. Now I'm saying, I don't want to do that no more, Lord. I'm ready for something different in my life. Yep, I'm going to this tomorrow at church. Yeah, I want to do this. I want to go to the AA meeting. I want to go to this because I'm ready to experience different things in my life. You say, AA meeting? What, Tanya? Yeah, why not? Because if you come out of your comfort zone and meet others, they can meet you halfway of what you're going through, you're blessed because now you're in a new situation and you're not doing the same old thing, the same old month thing. God is in control. Amen, sis. I love you for this show. And then it's you have to, absolutely you have to get to what place. I'm going through. You have to get to a place where you understand there may be something that you have walked through in your past or currently walking through that you can yield wisdom to someone else in that AA meeting. You don't have to be an, you don't have to say I am a current alcoholic, but I have walked through the drugs. I have walked through the liquor. I have walked through different phases of my life that though I have overcome a lot of things, some things I may still be struggling in, but no matter what position I find myself in right now, I may have a word to bless somebody else, to encourage somebody else, because guess what? Amen. It is your season of purpose in that person's life to be a blessing. Amen. Amen. You don't know where that blessing is for you. You may look down on people and go, I don't have that problem. How many times have I said mm. that? I ain't got that situation. Mm. How many times have I said that? But you don't know where God is positioned. The fish. So you not don't fish on this side of the boat this time. I want you to fish on this side of the boat because I know where it is. I know where your blessings are. You've been fishing this long. You ain't been catching anything. But I want you to walk in this. What? Now you told me downside. Now you want me to do what? Hmm. Please hear me. God is so awesome. Hmm. And what I'm telling you guys right now, something I've never done before, stretch beyond what you believe that you are. You don't have to necessarily go to the bars or anything. You can be at church and pastor saying, sign up for this or sign up for that. Maybe you need to go to the breaking. God always gives you opportunity to change so he can be mm-hmm. magnificent in who he is in your life. Mm-hmm. But we don't walk through the door. Yeah. And then he'll bring it up five years from now. Go to that retreat. Go there. Because I have a blessing for you. And you're saying, no, no. Well, I don't want to go to that. I had to say today, man, that's deep. Lord, I see where you're trying to take me. I see where you want me to go. Mm. Mm. And that's what we need to do. It's not easy. I'm not telling you guys that's it's exactly easy. what we need to do. Because uh, trust me, that's why my boss coming against me because I won't change. That's why the finance is coming against me because I won't change. That's why this is coming against me because I won't change. And that means I'm headed in the right direction. I'm so glad when the enemy fights me because when he does, and I'm telling you guys, I'm looking around going, "What's up? 
Um, maybe I'm becoming too complacent. When the enemy fights you, it's good. I know it sounds crazy, but it's good. Because that brings out either the warrior in you or the sorriness in you. Which one are you? It doesn't always feel good. That's for dogs on shore. And it doesn't always look good. Um, but the word says it was good for me when thou afflicted me. And that's not the enemy. You're not talking to the enemy and telling the enemy it was good when you afflicted me. That's the word of God to God, okay? It was good that you afflicted me. And in the midst of that affliction, in the midst of that shaping and that molding, I always think about like a horseshoe when it's being shaped and molded and it's stuck into that fire and then it's brought out the fire and then it's beaten and beaten and then stuck back in the fire, you know, to get pliable again. And then it's pulled out and it's beaten and it's beaten again to be put in shape. And then it's stuck in ice water to cool it off really quick to harden it so that it is in that perfect hoof shape to go on the bottom of that horse's foot. And I'm like, you know, if you ever watch the old movies with the blacksmith and just watch what they go through to shape this horseshoe to fit perfectly on the hoof of that horse, it's like, really? Over and over and over again, it's stuck in the fire, it's pulled out, and it's beaten. And then it's stuck in the fire, and it's pulled out, and it's beaten some more, and then it's stuck in the ice water to harden. And it's just like, Really, Lord, <laughs> it's like, is that what I have to go through to be shaped in what you want me to be? And the answer to that question is, yep, it is. It is. But after a while, you become so pliable in the Father's hands that you don't have to stay in the heat as long as you might have had to when you first started this journey. Because now you're so pliable, you get close to that heat, and you just kind of go a little limp, like, okay, I got it. Okay, Lord. <laughs> you know, whatever you want to do, whatever you want to do. See, it's, it's, it, that, that horseshoe has to continually be stuck in that fire to soften it so that it can be shaped even the more. But after a while, it's, it's so shaped and it's in that perfect shape that now it's stuck in that ice water sort of hardened right there in that perfect shape. It doesn't have to go in the fire anymore because now it's where it needs to be. And God gets us to a place where after we go through thing after thing after thing and we learn to yield to him, we learn to listen to him, we learn to allow his strategies to be our strategies, we learn, hallelujah, to be pliable in his hands. When we can get there, then we don't have to keep going into the fire. What we have to do at that point is just listen and walk in obedience. Listen, walk in obedience. You've already been tested. See, the word says, I believe it was Paul said, when I am tested, I shall come out as pure gold. I got to be tested. I got to be put in the fiery furnace of affliction for my testing. And it's not so that God knows where you are. It's so that you know where you are. God always knows where you are. He doesn't test you for himself. He tests you for you. You have to come into the right standing and the realization of who you are, who you are, and what you've been called to. Because God knew when he created you what he shaped you to be, what he created you to be, what he put in you. We always say that God tests us to trust us. No, God tests us so that we can get into the place of trusting him so that we can recognize, okay, I've walked through this one before, and you know what, God? You showed me the way. You know what, God? You were the answer into this. So you know what, God? I'm trusting you in this one off the top. I'm not going to put God to the test and tell him, now you got to show me what you got. No, 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 no. I already know what you have. You possess everything, Lord. So now that I've come to that realization, now I have to just trust you. And I have to trust the you in me. 
that's also part of that path to your purpose, to where you get to a place where, yes, you trust God, but do you trust the God that's in you, the Holy Spirit that dwells within you? you got to get to that place where you clearly hear his voice, and when you hear him, you speak it. When you hear him, you walk in obedience to what he is saying. So, yes, we go through trials, tribulations, testings, but those testings are for our sake, not for God's sake. God already knows. He knows. Like I said probably last year sometime on one of the shows, it's like God does not take out the Lamb's Book of Life, write your name in it, and then erase it out every time you mess up, and then go back and write it in, and then erase it out when you mess up. He does not do that. When he put your name in the Lamb's Book of Life, he sealed it because he knew you were his. He knew you were here. You know, I, I remember this crystal clear. This was, God, 30 years ago. Um, and I was walking through something, um, and, and it literally, it, it was like the trial was overwhelming to me. It was a trial in my marriage, and it was like I was separated from my husband. And I remember driving down the street and just feeling like a weight had lifted up off of me. And I started to rejoice with God, you know, and like, oh, my God, deliverance has come, you know, and I'm feeling free of this thing, this heaviness that had been weighing me down. And the Lord stopped me just as clear and just as plain. He said, oh, please, you will have more trials and tribulations. Rejoice not in that this is the end of that trial because you will have more. You will have, he spoke his word to me, he did. You will have more trials and tribulations. He said, rather rejoice in the fact that your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. He said the same thing to me that he said to, to it was either Peter or Paul, I don't remember which one, but he spoke those same words to me personally. Don't rejoice in this because this is over, because you're going to have more trials and tribulations. Rather rejoice in the fact that your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Why? Because that's the seal. When Christ opened up that book in Revelations, that book was sealed. He was the only one to open it because it had been sealed. The names that had been written in there were for eternity. I thank God. And then you ask the question, well, you know, does that mean that you can't sin, that you can't do wrong? Oh, yeah, I can. I sure can. But guess what? God knew that no matter what it was that I did, I was still going to return back to him. No matter what it is that I walked through, I'm still reaching out for his unchanging hand. No matter how I want to rebel, there is that thing that is within me that pulls me close to him and causes me not to do that thing that I thought I wanted to do. And God already knew that because he is the one that placed that within me. So I'm I'm eternally grateful for him. Eternally grateful. And we gotta get we gotta get it straight. It's like let's get on our path to purpose. We're gonna have a young lady as a guest next week and she's gonna share part of her story. She's um in even New York and New Jersey, I I forget which, but you know, she's got a, a powerful testimony and, and is still walking her path out. You know, and now is the author of a book of devotions and, and is in ministry and what have you. But where her life had to get to from where it was is simply an amazing journey. And the journey's not over. She's still in the midst of it. But she's been on that path to purpose. And now she's realizing the purpose that God has for her. And in realizing that purpose that God has for her, now the enemy is trying to fight her on every hand. But girlfriend has dug in her feet. She has decreed and declared that the devil is a liar, and she and her whole household will be all right. So this is the kind of things that we want to encourage you in, our listeners, so that you recognize you're not the only one walking through what you're walking through. You're not the only one that's under attack. You're not the only one that questions things. But the key is right, ask the right question and go to the right source for your answer. Don't call Cleo, okay? Don't call the psychic hotline. Call God and make sure you're asking the correct question. Go on, sis. Jump on in here. Wow. 
you can do the show by yourself as always because of the message and the research and the things that have come to you. I'm there. I just want everybody to know you never reach perfection. You just mm-hmm. reach greater. You don't want to ever be perfect because I believe that's when you be with God. But what I'm saying to you is I can't wait till we have that guest speaker so you guys can know it's nothing that we keep talking about. We love you guys, and we just want the best for you. It's not easy. Mm-hmm. Man, I go through all kinds of attacks on a day-to-day basis in my relationship, in my home, in my finances. I've said that again. But I'm here just to let you guys know that I'm so grateful. I didn't think I've grown. But when I go through things now, God is saying, what you, what you doing? I try to cry, squeeze it out. And God said, what you doing? I've taken you through this water. you faced this demon before. You've come across this devil. I'm going, but daddy, get him. No, I want you to do this. I want you to do that. We're never, ever going to be perfect like that. I want God to constantly be in my life. I don't ever want to reach the part where I was thinking I'm greater, like Lucifer. I want God to be my help, my time of need, my boat in troubled water, my Jehovah Jireh, my Jehovah Rapha, my Jehovah Nisi. I want him to be everything to me. I don't want to lose myself because I have. You guys, it's so easy. When things are going good, ain't easy. Oh, let me testify. When your bank account's where you want it to be, ain't it easy to say, God is good. Mm-hmm. When your car mm-hmm. is working right in your job, everybody loves you in your job, God is. But what about when it's not? You don't have transportation or transportation broke down. What it happened? Mm-hmm. I'm telling you guys, when the rent is doing, you don't know how. Or you scraping. Trust me, you're down to your last $50 in your account. I've been there, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can you say God is then? Hmm. I remember something. Do you, you trust him then? In the midst right. of that, do you trust him then? That's the question. You know, Mother, Mother used to say to us all the time, I don't know about you, sis, because I truly believe Mother was that awesome. She ministered to us differently of what we were going through. But he, mm-hmm. what she would say to me all the time, she would have me read the scriptures. God said he will not leave thy soul in hell, but he shall deliver us out of them all. Man, sometimes I think I'm all right, and I'm not. And when I think that I'm not all right, I am. I just love him for loving me that much. But I'm telling you something, we keep waiting on God, and God is waiting on us. It's whenever mm-hmm. you're ready to make the change. It's whenever you're ready to pray that prayer, help me. I don't want to be like this. I don't want to keep being like this. I don't want to keep living like this. I don't want to keep doing it like this. And you, once you open your mouth, understand, all hell will break loose. It's not what you're telling God is, I want your way and not mine. Yahweh, your will and not my own. And when you say that, trust me, the devil saying, really? Hmm. He's coming after you. But he don't have no power. And whatever God predestined, he's leading you in a path of righteousness for your name's sake. I'm just so grateful for that. I don't like it. Oh, I'm going to tell you right now. You know what I told the Lord about three weeks ago, sis? Lord, I didn't sign up for this mess. I didn't say mess. Mm. He said, actually, you did. Because you said. Because you prayed. Because you spoke. I was like, ooh, ooh. Give me straight. So I want you to go ahead from there, sis. You know, you, you, we forget what we say to God, and he does not forget a thing. 
We say, Lord, whatever you, however you want to use me, Lord, I'm available. We say, Lord, have your way in my life. I'm ready. We say, Lord, I'm your humble servant. Whatever you want me to do, I'm going to do. And then when God say, okay, <laughs> and start to put you in these positions and start to, to command you to do this, that, and the other, you went, then you want to backpedal. And you want to say, no, 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 wait, wait, Lord, no, I, no, 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 Lord. No, that's not what I meant. No, what I meant was, <laughs> you know, you want to go to God and say, no, Lord, see, what happened was I didn't really mean it like that. I meant that, you know, everything that's comfortable for me, you know, everything that I enjoy doing, everything that doesn't take much effort for me, then yes, Lord, I'm available. You know, with if everything that somebody is going to give me accolades for, everything that I'll get kudos for, everything that I'll get pats on the back for, those are the things that I want to do for you, God. You guys say, really? See, we, we get a mixed message, and I'm going to say this, and this is real. Excuse me, we're almost out of time. But we get a mixed message from the word of God when God says he will share his glory with no man. And then on the flip side, he says he will place his glory before you and on you. So we're confused. It's like, okay, God, you're not going to share your glory with me, but you'll place your glory on me. I'm not understanding. That's why I'm having trouble with this purpose thing, because I don't understand really what you want me to do. You know, you say one thing, and it's something else. And that's where people start to say in that the Bible contradicts himself. No, it doesn't. Here's the deal. He said he would share his glory with no man, meaning that don't walk around there with your chest stuck out when you know that it was God. I was listening to um, a, an excerpt, a clip of something that Kevin Hart said this past week, and he was talking about the goodness and the glory of God and how God changed his mindset from this accident that he recently had. Because he recognized and understands that it is only the power of God that he is alive today. He has had to undergo a lot of pain and back injuries and all kinds of different things he's walked through over this past couple of months. But he recognized that the hand of God is what has kept him alive. He said, and, and he said this, he said, you know, sometimes you got, it takes something like this for you to clearly hear God. He said, and I clearly heard God say, son, you've been moving too fast. You need to slow down. And he was like, I'm hearing him. I'm hearing him crystal clear right now. I'm hearing him crystal clear. So we have to understand that in our shaping and our molding, as we just said, on this path to your purpose, you got to be in a place where your ear is attuned to God. Now, he said, okay, he won't share his glory with no man. In other words, you won't take credit for what is God. But on the flip side, he said he will place his glory upon you. Why? Because he lives within you. So his glory is always present with him. So therefore, his glory is upon you because he dwells within you. So you don't have to try and take credit for what you know to be God. You know that if it was not for him moving and conducting and strategizing and guiding within you, none of what you think that you are doing would be possible. You know that. You know that beyond a shadow of a doubt. You don't need anybody to tell you that. You are crystal clear in that. So I'm just saying, I'm excited about this next season. I'm starting not only the series here on our, our It's Real Radio Talk Show, but I'm also going to start a video series dealing with the path to purpose. We're going to have various different guests on sharing. Um, I'm doing a webinar with some other guests um, the 23rd of November, dealing with the path to purpose, dealing with it from an economic and a business standpoint, you know, so that you recognize the call of leadership that's on your life. You recognize the call of entrepreneurship that's on your life. We're going to look at this thing in various different stages. We're going to decide, dissect it build it up, tear it down, reconstruct it, and then make sure that by January 1, 2020, you are walking on that path to purpose. We're going to take this journey together, and I'm excited about it. 
I love you, sis, with the love of God. This has been a great show. Can't wait till next week when we have um, Angela. I think her name is Angela Evans, I believe it is. I know it's Angela. Um, on as our guest and for her to share her story because you will, you will, I promise you, you will be blessed by it. Um, and that's, that's the show for today. God has, has been gracious and good in the midst. Amen. And I continue to pray the peace of God, the love of God, and the awesomeness of God rest, rule, and abide with you now until next time. Keep it real and be real with yourself. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Sis, you have a blessed week. I love you, beautiful. I love you, too. Let's keep it real.